Blog Talk Radio.
in the name of Amen, the Supreme, the All-Powerful, the one and only true Lord, and Amen, we trust, as the Republican mentioned, like the real 144,000 is being gathered this day and time, the mentors, the Amen race, the bright race. Good evening. I'm your host, Intellectual New Dimension Carries, and this is Mental Like Radio. And tonight we're going to be discussing the false Christ of the New Testament versus the real Messiah of the Revelations. Yes, as I've said, the Christ character of the uh, New Testament that popped up in the New Testament that was heavily inspired by the Roman Catholic Church, just the mass majority of the Bible, but especially the New Testament with his character. Jesus Christ, or his real name, or in origin, Jupiter Zeus, which was a Greco-Roman god. These were stories and accounts that were created by the Catholic Church in a play. All right, this is nothing but a play of this Christ figure and his mother Mary and his father Joseph. This is all one big play, all right? And this is their attempt at creating a pantheon, a Greco-Roman pantheon, Uh, that would cross over into the Catholic Church of organized religion. Because all they wanted to do, the Roman Catholic Church, all they wanted to do was organize deity worship. (laughs) They wanted to organize deity worship. Somewhat like how the ancient Egyptians did, the ancient Kemites did our people, where we had a, or the first organized structure of deity worship or deity um, uh, uh, acknowledgement that with the humans became worship because remember I told you all of their deities, all their Greco-Roman deities like Jupiter, Zeus, Apollo, you know, all those names like that, Apollo, Jupiter, Zeus, um, uh, you know, a few more of these god names and whatnot, these so-called gods, you know, these are nothing but rip-offs, white rip-offs, Caucasian rip-offs of the bronze deities like Amun, uh, uh, Bess, you know, things like that, uh, um, uh, um, Bot, and all these different uh, uh, bronze deities from ancient Egypt. That's all they are because the ancient Greeks and Romans were heavily influenced by the ancient Egyptians. Again, the so-called whites of that time, which really your uh, Greco-Romans They started off as mulattoes, as greys, and then eventually they became Caucasian over time. But they were heavily influenced, heavily influenced by the deity system of ancient Egypt, ancient Kemet, as they call it. They were heavily influenced by it, so much so that they wanted to create their own gods and their own image. But they attached Amun, they attached Amun onto their gods. They attached Amun onto their God. The name Amun was attached to their gods. They attached Amun's name unto the name of Jesus because they still bore witness that Amun was the Lord, right? And then, like I said, over time, as they were forming, formulating the Catholic Church, and you still had a lot of people who still wanted to follow the Greco-Roman deities like Jupiter and Zeus and, you know, Apollo and, you know, all those types of deities like that. So what they did was they just took those deities and incorporated them into the Jesus Christ figure that you see in the New Testament today. And what you're hearing and what you're seeing, you know, in the play, as this thing plays out, is nothing but a play. It's nothing but a play. 
That's all it is. It's nothing but a play that was inspired a lot by the story of um, the story or the account of um, uh, what's this guy's name, Unkenanton, right? This was more or less inspired by the account Unkenanton. Why? Because Unkenanton was trying to promote himself or was promoted somewhat as a messiah or a Christ-like figure, right? Because he was bringing some knowledge on the Aten, and uh, you know he went against the uh, priest of Amun and the officials in the ancient world. He went against it when he took over as uh, ruler or pharaoh of Egypt. He took the capital and moved it and took his people and moved to another part of Egypt. I think it was called Amana, and he started setting up and, you know, talking about the Aten, right? And um, the people who had established Amun, the government, the society, they didn't like him for doing that. They wanted to return back to the acknowledgement or whether you say praise or worship of Amun. They wanted to go back to that. They wanted to stay with that. He came with this Aten thing, right, which, you know, was a misunderstanding. He thought he was getting on a higher level or a higher frequency by connecting to this Aten, right? But it was not the case. In fact, his name was, uh, uh, before he changed to Aten, it was Amen, uh, Amen Hotep, I believe. Amen Hotep. I think that was the name before he changed to Ankenan, if I'm not mistaken. But he did have Amen in his name. Point being is that he went against the structured society with the worship of his god or his deity Aten. Sound familiar in the Jesus story? He went against the established society, right? The ancient Egyptians, the ancient Kemites, with his Aten worship. And he even took his people out of a part of Egypt and took them into another part. Thus, you get a lot of the so-called Moses story. You see where the account comes from? So this Aten, Aten, uh, he was uh, against, or he was considered would be considered a rebel against the established order in ancient Egypt, which was about Amun worship or Amun, you know, acknowledgement or praise, whatever you want to refer to it as. He went against that, right? And they even said that he was killed because of that. King Tut was killed and whatnot because the whole thing, the whole um, parallel of King Tut, I think, as a young boy. Tutank Amun, right? Uh, I think that was the son of Akhenaten, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the whole account of that, the boy Pharaoh and things like that, the boy king. Again, that heavily, that whole account, which was a real account, heavily influenced the Jesus Christ story. Heavily influenced the Jesus Christ story. In fact, if you look at the hairstyle of Jesus Christ, the long, flowing hair or fur, it looks just like the crowns at the pharaoh where they, they flow downward and a lot of that flowing down hair crown that style like that is really a, a copying of the ancient egyptian pharaoh's crown how they flew they was um they, they were flowing down if you know those crowns you see on the ancient egyptians head covering those pieces so that story of christ is heavily influenced by Ankenaten. so the theme of a rebel messiah or a rebel christ figure a rebel savior for a people who were considered to be downtrodden, right? And this man comes up as a prophet, messiah, savior, you know, Christ figure, and he raises up the people, he takes the people, and he goes up against, you know, the standing society. So 
they created that story of Jesus Christ and him going against Greco uh, against um the Romans, right? That Christ went against the Romans, but here's the problem with that. Nowhere in history, because they have to lie and fudge history in order for the Catholic Church to have any real standing. Nowhere in history and Roman history, Rome and the, and the beginning of the Roman Catholic Church, nowhere in Roman history did a Christ figure ever go against Rome. That's a lie. That's a complete lie. Nowhere in history. I know you so-called Israelites, you Muslims, and all you're going to be upset, you Christians, but there is no such person as a Christ figure, nor is it ever in the history that he went against some uh, against the Roman uh, the Roman government. That's a that's a complete falsehood. That I know what they tell you in religion, but go back now. Go back in the history of Rome, because you know the white man knows the history of Rome, and try to find Jesus. Try to find Jesus. Try to find where Jesus lived. Go into a history class. And talk about the time in which Jesus lived. They're going to look at you like you're crazy. They won't say nothing because out of respect for the church. But they know that time never existed. And the Romans recorded everything. They never recorded any encounters with a person called Jesus Christ. Or Yahshua or Yahweh or Yahweh Shai or whatever the hell y'all talking about. And some Mary and some 12 apostles or 12 disciples or whatever this nonsense is y'all making up, man. That's a load of BS. And those are nothing but characters that were created in the... New Testament. Why? Because the Catholic Church needed to link themselves to the so-called established prophets within the Hebrew doctrine. They needed to link themselves to the established prophets in the Hebrew teachings because they wanted to build off of the Hebrew teachings. All right, the so-called Hebrew teachings, were, which were based on law, which those laws, even those laws, were really ancient Kemetic laws. You see, there was no Hebrew law. Now, that's a lie. Those are nothing but those were that was based off of ancient Kemetic laws because the ancient Kemites and the ancient Nubians, those people had uh, the negative confessions, 613 to be exact. See, 613 to be exact. All right. So keep that in mind. All right. They know exactly. What they're telling the people and they're lying to the people about that. Like I said, you go uh, 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 when you go into the um, history, like I said, of Roman history, they will not mention the Jesus Christ character. There is no Jesus figure. All right now, again, why is that? Now, ask yourself. Like I said, these people know the history of on. Why don't they have any archaeological? Uh, uh, um, receipts for this Jesus Christ person Why are there no archaeological receipts Right uh, You see Why are there no archaeological uh, uh, Findings Why are there no archaeological Findings of this Christ character They can find everybody else They can tell you about everybody else's history They can tell you about the Egyptian, they know all the history because the, the Catholic Church collects all the history. And I told you before, the Catholic Church, they knew about the normal Elish and the Gilgamesh ethics. They knew all about all that stuff before Zechariah Stitchens. So they need to stop lying and making it seem like Zechariah Stitchens was the first one that knew about or he brought out the normal Elish and the Gilgamesh epic. He might have brought it to the forefront and made it popular and, and connecting himself with it, but he by far was not the first person to reveal the Enumal Elish and the Gilgamesh epic, which, in which your, your Bible is ripped off from those books. 
The Bible is ripped off the creation story. All that is copied from the innumerable Elish, the Gilgamesh, Epics, the Atrahasis. All that's ripped off. You Israelites, you Christians and Muslims, you don't want to acknowledge those books because it upsets your little religious beliefs. It upsets it. And, of course, y'all don't want your little religious beliefs upset. You want people to follow and believe in that nonsense. You want to pick up where the white man left off, where he was telling lies to the people to get them to follow those religious doctrines, which do nothing but mentally enslave the people. So as it mentally enslaves the people, that means those who control the doctrine mentally control the people. You follow what I'm saying? Of course they're not going to go and tell you, like I said, go and ask any scholar, any historian on Roman history, well, where does Jesus Christ fit into the story of Rome? Shouldn't that have been a big event of a Jesus Christ character coming and was crucified by these people and he was the Messiah? Where does this story, where's, this, where's, the, where's the Roman, ask them where the Roman history is on that. Ask the Israelites, where's the Roman history on the Jesus Christ character? Because Jesus has a name like them. That name Jesus is a Roman, a Greco-Roman name. Ask them where the history on Yahweh or Yahweh Shah when, when you're talking about the uh, uh, Christ figure in Roman history. Where is he at? Y'all so quick at quoting the so-called white man. you so quick at quoting the so-called white man when it comes to uh, uh, the blue letter and all these other things, and you use him. Uh, uh, um, you use him as, an, as a um, you use him as a um, reference point. Why won't you use him in a, as a reference point when it comes to Roman history? Ask the white man, the historians on Roman history, did Jesus Christ exist, and what time frame, what time period was he in? When was he around? Ask them that. Surely they gotta have that. That was that. Because if you're sitting around here promoting that that was a real person that lived and came and sacrificed on the cross, and the more and more you say the story, the more and more you talk the story out, it sounds very fake and phony. It sounds fake and it sounds phony, and it really sounds symbolic of something else. People trying to be, use symbolisms of the, by, you know, uh, by giving you these characters, they're trying to explain something to you. If you listen to the story of Jesus Christ, does that even sound like a real, a real something, a real account that happened? Let's be for real. Does that even sound like a real account? Does that even sound like a real account? I'm just asking. You see, tell me, tell me, did that ever any that sound like a real account? I'm waiting. I want to see in my chat room. If you listen to the Jesus Christ story, does that even sound like it's real? Did that sound like that could even possibly happen? So what that tell you? Upon hearing that story, upon hearing that count, that sounds like something somebody wrote and made up, man. You know why it sounds like? Because let me tell you something. When you hear a story or somebody gives you an account of something, for the most part, you can discern based on logic and rationale and hearing something whether it's real or whether it's BS. You can discern that. Now they went. They did a whole lot to try and convince you, meaning the church. They did a whole lot trying to convince you. That this story is real. They did a whole lot to try and convince you that this story was real. That this story actually happened. You see, why did they do that? Why did they do so much to try and show you that this was a real, uh, uh, um, that this was a real uh, um, a story. Why did they go so hard to try and prove it? Yet in history, they don't even talk about that. That's not even considered part of history. That's considered theolo- theological beliefs. That's not considered history. Why is they two separate? If it really happened, it should be a part of history, shouldn't it? Shouldn't the historians be able to tell you about Jesus Christ? I'm not talking about no biblical historians. I'm not talking about that. See, because 
they got two. They 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 got. See, the white man has two stories. He has the history, what actually happened. He has the history, and he has the theology. You see, the theory, the lies, are basically his made up story of what he wants you to believe happened. He tells two stories because there should be no reason why this person called Jesus Christ should not be within the annals of Roman history. Why, why is he not in the annals of Roman history? Why are there no pictures of this person? And I was the first one to expose that this person, Jesus Christ, is nothing but a made-up character that they got from the false-created false created, um, deities of Jupiter and Zeus, which is where you get the name Jesus from. But you Israelites, you Christians and Muslims, you don't want to hear that because your hopes are hung on that Jesus Christ character, you see. And you believe that, that the person that's spoken of that will come back in the book of Revelation is actually that character, and it's not. You notice that, that image I put up there, that's the image that was put up there that the so-called Jews, they're the ones that put that image up there of uh, uh, what, the image I got up there, and I found it, and it says um, uh, the real Messiah and why he is not Jesus. Now, why would they make that? I got that from a so-called Jewish website, right? Now, here it is, the so-called Jews, right, the so-called Jews, right? Now, here it is, the so-called Jews, they are um, – they are considered to be historians when it comes to biblical stuff, right? So why are they not getting on board with the Jesus Christ story? Why? Because the Jews don't believe in Jesus, whether you believe it or not. They don't believe that this person, Jesus, existed. So the Jews know that Jesus is a false prophet, that he is an added-on creation of the Roman Catholic Church because the Roman Catholic Church was trying to attach itself to the so-called Hebrew doctrines, you see, which is nothing, which is also a false doctrine as well. But they wanted to piggyback and attach itself onto the Hebrew doctrine, all right, through the Bible. That's why the so-called Jews don't recognize Jesus. They don't recognize Jesus, right? The so-called Jews don't recognize Jesus. They want to keep telling that story. Like I said, that's just a story to give a God image to the White Caucasian Catholic Roman Catholics That's all they, they didn't have a God They didn't have a Messiah They didn't have no deity to worship And w when they were trying to establish themselves Because they were trying to copy off of ancient Egypt Because the Roman Catholics They was like Oh okay well The ancient Egyptians they, Remember they studied amongst the ancient Egyptians They was like well these people They have a government They have a society They believe in a deity What they would call a God And a religion now Which it wasn't you know, they had they acknowledged laws and a connection with deity that dealt with law and order and things like that. So they wanted the same thing too. They wanted to do the exact same to give their society a foundation. This is why they came with the Catholic Church. This is why they came with the the uh, a Greco Roman because a lot of those people didn't want to accept uh, uh, the Catholic Church. They still wanted to follow the Greco Roman deities. That's why the Catholic Church brought you Jesus Christ. For the people that still wanted to be part of the, the Greco-Roman uh, worship of the deities, you got to remember they were still coming out of that whole deity worship of the Greek, Greek, Greek and Roman gods. They were still coming out of that when the Catholic Church was young and forming. So a lot of those people who they wanted to get on board to follow it, they had to give them Jupiter Zeus, aka Jesus, and they had to create a character around him. And like I said, if you look at the white Jesus character, he looks like a Greco-Roman god. He looks like one of those Greco-Roman deities. You see, they put the white robe on. He got the long hair and the beard. You look up G Jupiter Zeus. Look up Jupiter and look up Zeus. It's the same person. 
It's the same character, I should say. It's not a person. It's the same character. And like I said, whether you so-called Israelites, you want to paint paint that character black or you want to, you, that's still not going to make the character real. Sorry. You see? That's not going to make the character real. We can't deal with that. And then you want to say that this character is the same person that's supposed to come back in the book of Revelation to, uh, you know, the second coming of Christ. There was no first coming of a Christ. So how the hell is it going to be a second coming of Christ? And then the story you tell about Jesus dying on the cross for our sins, that just sounds like some nonsense the Catholic Church made. That's just some Roman Catholic BS, man. That's Roman Catholic BS. How the hell one person going to die on the cross for everybody's damn sins? That sounds like some made-up BS. How? How? How How did one person get crucified on the cross and die for everybody's sins? That don't, so everybody's forgiven, everybody's cleansed because this character Christ died on the cross because that's what it took for him to, uh, uh, for the people to receive rev, uh, forgiveness or whatever the case may be. This is what you're saying. I, I want you to really understand this. You see? So, I mean, you know, I mean, this don't, you know, it don't even make no sense. I'm sorry, it don't. It don't. I'm sorry. Because, like I said, if our people would actually think and use logic rationale when it comes to accounts and things that happen in life, like I said, we know what makes sense and what don't make sense when we're in our right thinking mind. See, this is why the beast had to install belief in our people. They had to install belief in them to get them to believe anything. You see, belief was key in the installation of stupidity in our people, for to get our people to believe in nonsense, foolishness, stupidity, a bunch of made-up characters out of a book. You see, where you got grown men, grown-ass men walking around in robes trying to be like characters in a book. Instead of being men of the Lord themselves, instead of being real men of the Lord, they want to follow characters who were supposedly men of the Lord. They don't really want to be men of the Lord because to be a man of the Lord means you have to be a man of law and order. You have to be a man of law and order. You have to be a stern man of law and order, and so does your woman. Your woman has to be the same way. If you have a woman who is not a stern woman like you of law and order, then you have no family or no children because that's what you Israelites, Christians, and Muslims are sorely lacking. You are lacking the law and the order of the creator, of the most high, the natural law and order, which is the law of Amun, the law, the true law of Amun. There is no Yahweh and there is no Yahweh Shai or no Jesus and no God and no Christ. Stop trying to paint these white images, these white deities with blackface. Stop trying to give these white false de- deities, these white false gods, these white false uh, 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 Christ. Stop trying to give them blackface. Stop trying to put them in blackface. Y'all really need to cut that out. You see, we don't need no more blackface, no more blackface uh, 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 characters. We don't need no blackface characters. Stop trying to, I don't care how much you darken up Jesus Christ and put dreads on his head, put an afro on his head, and call him Yahweh Shah and whatever the hell, Yahweh, and whatever the hell, Judah, Joshua, Joshua, whatever. Man, there is no such thing, man. That's a load of BS. That is a load of BS. 
and you Israelites are full of crap. And those of you who believe in that are full of crap. You Muslims, you Christians, you Israelites, I'm not even going to say the Jews are full of crap because they don't believe in Jesus. They will stay, They know what time it is with Jesus. The Jews, the Caucasian Jews, know what time it is with the Jesus Christ character. You see, that's why they don't acknowledge the Jesus Christ character. And y'all say, oh, see, you listening to the so-called white man, and, and you know, you, you go about what the so-called Jews say. Well, y'all niggas listen to the so-called uh, uh, Greco-Roman uh, uh, Roman Catholic Church. Because that's where the character of Jesus Christ came from. It didn't come out of no Hebrew doctrine. The New Testament is not no Hebrew doctrine. That's Roman Catholic doctrine. That's why you got all those Pauls and Peters and Johns and, and, and Timothys and all that. What kind of Hebrew names are those? What kind of Hebrew names are those? I thought the Bible was a Hebrew book. So why you got a bunch of white boy names, a bunch of Greco-Roman white boy names all in, in the New Testament? And y'all say the New Testament and the Old Testament is all is all all good. So I'm like, why? Why do you have that? Because I was inspired to do this broadcast because I had somebody say to me, "Oh, well, you talking about the Messiah and the Revelation, but brother, you saying you saying that the Christ in the Bible and uh, uh, the New Testament in the Bible and the and the, uh, uh, but you believe in the or you acknowledge the reality of a Messiah in the New Test and the Revelation." And I said to the person, I said that the Christ that's spoken of in the New Testament is false. I said the Messiah that's spoken of, even though they call it Jesus, to call or refer to him as Jesus Christ, because they were trying to keep a narrative going of this person coming back, which this person never went nowhere because this person never existed or this character never existed. You see, they wanted to link this real person to, or this real, this, this false person to real events. This is why Jesus had to make a second coming or a comeback, because that's the way that they link a false person to real events to give foundation to their character. That's why they want to refer to him as Jesus, where there is no Jesus. There never was a Jesus. There is no second coming. And that person that's coming in the revelation is not Jesus Christ. That's just a name that the Catholic Church gave. You see? That's just the name the Catholic Church gave. Like I said, how you know that the person that's spoken about, now notice I say character in the New Testament and person in the Revelation, because the character is false. Character is another way of saying a false creation, a character. And a person is a personified being, a real being that's going to show in the Revelation. That is the Messiah. That is the Son of Man that's spoken of in the book of Revelation. And how you know that person is real is because we're actually going through the book of Revelation right now. We're actually going through the book of Revelation right now. And a 144,000 is being raised in this day and time. And a son of man is raising that uh, group of people through law and through order and reestablishing almonds in their souls again, in their minds again, in their bodies collectively again. That is really happening. You can point to that. That Messiah is the messenger of Amen. That's the Messiah. That Lord that you're talking about is the one who will bring law and order forward into the earth again from the upper room, as you say, or from the kingdom of God. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What is the heaven? The heaven is the fourth dimension. I told y'all that. And that a new law and a new order is going to reset this planet, a natural law and natural order which this planet has been without 
for hundreds of years, well, say about thousands of years, a natural law and order is going to reset the planet. And the only way natural law and order is going to be reset is when the elect, the 144,000 who are being raised in this day and time, are brought together as a body, as an international body, as a planetary body of beings who are channeling the power of Amun on Earth. They ain't going to come together with no black people, with no white people, with no other races of people. It's only going to be the elect, the 144,000. And they ain't going to be you Israelites because you believe in Jesus Christ, so you're disqualified. It's not going to be you Christians because you believe in Jesus Christ, so you're disqualified. And damn sure ain't going to be your, no Muslims because you, even you Muslims. You, you Muslims believe in uh, Isa ibn Nari Am, a.k.a. Jesus Christ. So it won't be y'all. Because y'all already believe in the character of the beast, the false creation of the beast. So if you believe in the character of the beast, then you got the mark of the beast. If you believe in the characters of the beast, then you got the mark of the beast on you. Simple as that. Ain't no way that there's no way to slice that. If you believe in Jesus Christ, then you believe then you got the mark of the beast on you. Because Christ, Jesus Christ is a creation of the so called white man of the beast. Of the Catholic Church, that's a that's a, and they even came out. I think they even somebody told me they even came out and said the Jesus Christ character was false. They made it up. Then they, then somebody come out and say that they 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 that was false and they made up Jesus Christ. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think they came out and said that the Jesus Christ character was false and that they made it up. You see, they're gonna confess. They're gonna let you know. They're gonna straight up tell you. You see, they're gonna straight up tell you in these last days. You see, they're going to straight up tell you in these last days. And like I said, if you read if you read the story of Jesus Christ in the New Testament, right, you could tell they were setting that whole foundation for the Catholic Church right there with the Jesus Christ story. What do I mean by that? What I mean is you notice that they say the vow that the priests take not to have sex with no woman, not you know, and to be like monks and be amongst the monks and things like that, and they vow not to have sex with women or get married or have children. Ain't that what happened with the Jesus Christ character? Ain't that what the ain't that the story of the Jesus Christ character? He according to the story, he ain't have no woman, he ain't had no children, he didn't have sex, right? He hung out with a bunch of guys, eleven or twelve, eleven guys, and they was all like, you know, I guess celibate or whatever the hell they was. But he hung around a bunch of men. He ain't had no wife. He ain't had no women. He didn't have no children. Is that not the foundation of the Catholic Church with the Catholic priests? They feel like in order to be holy like this Christ character, you can't have no woman. You can't have no uh, uh, children. It's all about the priesthood. You see? So you can now hang around with a bunch of men by the water and wash their feet and rub their back and all that other stuff, that all funny style stuff and whatnot. But, you know, you know but, you, but that, that's, that's godly and that's mainly not to, to deprive yourself of a woman. Y'all see where I'm going with this? They push that whole celibacy thing amongst the men to tell the men, oh, you know, you, you know, it's godly if you don't have a woman. If you don't think about sex, if you don't want to have sex with a woman, that's godly. What are you talking about? One, didn't, it say, didn't it say in your Bible that your God said be fruitful and multiply? According to the Genesis, that they told man to be, or they said in the Bible to be fruitful and multiply? Did they say that the priests were exempt from that? Did they say the priests were exempt from being fruitful and multiplying? Where does it say, oh, y'all all could be fruitful and multiply, but not the priests? They can't have a woman. 
They can't have children, right? Ain't that is that is that what it is? Where does it say that? Where does it say that these men are exempt from having women and children? Where does it say that these so-called nuns are exempt from having husbands and, and children? It don't say that. They make it up themselves. Oh, but um, by the way, you can touch a little boy. You can touch young boys. That's okay. You can touch young boys and still be in the in the, down with the um with the Catholic uh, Church. You can touch young boys, young men, whatever. Or or the nuns. You can touch other young women, or you nuns could touch each other. That's okay. Like, because I don't see them excommun- excommunicating nobody for doing that. But see, the Jesus story basically sets up a story where you, you basically promote low-key promoting homosexuality. The Jesus story low-key promotes homosexuality. Because why why would a figure like a Christ figure with this power, why would he not have women? Why would he not have women? And the rest of the story, these, the, yeah, Abraham got three wives. This one over here got two wives. This one over here got five wives. He got all these children. And he got multiple wives. But the Christ character, he has no wife. He has no children. Hmm. He ain't never had a woman before. Or if he supposedly did, y'all want to, oh, well, Mary and Magdalene was his woman. That's what y'all say. That's what y'all want to, that's what you want to, that's what you want to, you know, put out there like that. Because you don't want your character to look like what he's looking like up here right now. Which is a a, a LGBT character. And is Jesus Christ an LGBT character? Yep. Jesus Christ is an LGBT character. Jesus Christ is a the Christ character is a homosexual. Why you why why I say that? Because look who created the Jesus Christ character. A society of homosexuals and pedophiles. So if a society of pedophiles and homosexuals, uh, uh, and that's what your Greco your Greco Roman society was. Am I lying? If a society of homosexuals, right? If a society of homosexuals creates a God a Christ like or God like character, then what is that character based on? He ain't had no woman. He ain't got no children. Right? So what is that based on? He hang out with a bunch of men. They sit by the water and wash each other's feet and rub each other's back and comfort each other. What that sound like to you? You see? What that sound like today? I, I'm just saying. That sounds like something that, that that's definitely a, that's definitely a creation of the Catholic Church because the Romans believe they really the Romans the Romans and the Greeks I think it was they was like the Greeks or the Romans or either both of them it's all the same society um, they didn't really like women they didn't like having sex with women they preferred men and young 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 men young boys they didn't like women they only had sex with women for procreation purposes to, to have babies other than that they preferred sexually young men and young boys or hanging around a bunch of men and whatnot. Like I said, that's the Jesus Christ story. You see, you don't never have no time with Jesus with the woman and he doing his thing. And he, you know, you can respect that as a man. That sounds more real to us as a man. As men, that sounds more real to us. You know, a man being celibate and not having no women, that, that's not real. That's not real. Not no heterosexual man. Not no heterosexual man. A heterosexual man is not going to be celibate and not have women unless he's a homosexual. And then you hanging out with men and you ain't got no woman, you ain't got no children, whatever the case may be. And, and, and supposedly back then in that time, 
They ain't had no damn entertainment. They ain't had no television. They ain't had no radio. What, what, what was these men doing back there but sleeping with women, having sex with women? What were they doing but making babies and women? That was the entertainment of the day. This character, Jesus, he ain't got no goddamn woman. Right? Exactly. Sweet Jesus, for real. Sweet Jesus. He could hang out with a bunch of men, a bunch of males, so-called males, and they could wash each other's feet by the river and rub each other's back and comfort each other. And, and, and you Israelites, y'all sit here and be like, oh, ain't nothing wrong with that. And, you know, that's all. We do that with each other. Brothers, we comfort each other and rub each other back. We ain't gay and whatnot. Nigga, that's what your woman's supposed to be for. Your woman's supposed to rub your goddamn back and, and rub your feet and comfort you. Just like you're supposed to do the same thing on her. You ain't supposed to have no man putting his hands on you and rubbing your back and your feet. That's a load of, that's, that sounds like a, a bunch of faggots to me. The fuck are you niggas talking about? Raw and uncut, man. The fuck you niggas talking about? And I don't watch you niggas in videos put your hands on each other and touching each other. It look really weird. You niggas look weird. All that male bonding shit. What are you niggas talking about? But then you niggas curse out the women. You curse out women and call them hoes and sluts and everything else. And these bitches this and these bitches that. But then you touching on each other. Oh, we love our brothers, though. That sounds like homies over hoes. That sound like that sound like homies over hoes to me. Queer eye, queer eye for the Israelite guys. That's what it sound like to me. And that's what you niggas are promoting. You really promote Jesus Christ is an LGBT character. I'm gonna just say it like that. Jesus Christ is a homosexual. He's an LGBT. That character Christ is a homosexual. I don't care who don't like it, because how you know that? Why do you get all these homosexuals up here talking about Jesus loves me, this I know, because the Bible tells me so, and Jesus this, and Jesus is love? First of all, if, if, let me tell you something. If Jesus was a real man, a real man, a real heterosexual man, then these homosexuals would hate Jesus. Don't you know that? The faggots would hate Jesus for being a real man and liking women. You don't see the faggots uplifting Abraham, Ishmael, Isaac, and all of them, even though they fake characters too. But you don't see them entering, uh, holding them up because they was manly men, according to the story. They were manly men. They had women. They had children. They were masculine. They was, you know what I'm saying? But everybody all of a sudden want to unite under Christ. You know, the LGBT, the queers, everybody want to unite under Christ. The pedophiles, the freaks, everybody loves Jesus. You notice that? They don't say that about Abraham, Ishmael, Isaac, all those other characters in the Bible. They just all flock under Jesus. You know why that is? Because the Christ figure has a homosexual vibration on it. That's why. Because the Christ image has a homosexual vibration on it. See, you can't see that. You can't see that because you're so engulfed in the belief of Jesus Christ because you've been pushed, that belief been pushed on you. But when you're in your right state of mind, when you come out of that belief state and you read that story again and you listen closely to the story, there's no way you're going to tell me that that story doesn't have a homosexual vibration on it. There's no way you're going to tell me that story doesn't have a homosexual vibration on it. Or that you got men sitting up here talking about uh, they, they forming whole churches or whole doctrines in the name of this Jesus Christ character, but then it's okay for them to molest young boys. 
it's okay for them to molest young boys and have sex with men and women to be lesbians and all this other. That's because the foundation of it is homosexuality and lesbianism. That's why they, like I said, the, the homosexual, the lesbians, they're not going to embrace nothing that don't have the same energy as they do. You see, they're not going to embrace that. They're only going to embrace that which is that, that they feel a magnetic attraction for. You see? They feel a magnetic attraction for the Jesus character. And you so-called niggas, you, you niggas who feel like connection for that, a lot of you guys, because y'all, y'all got that, that sugar in y'all tank too, or that degeneracy in your tank. Because I was never feeling that Jesus Christ story, never. Not one time was I ever feeling that Jesus story. It just was something wasn't right about it. You see? Never. As a child, never. Didn't want to be in the church, never. You see? Was never programmed by it. The hell are you gonna tell me? That was, none of that 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 sound. It, when I heard the story as a young boy, it sounded like a fairy tale to me. It didn't sound real to me. You see, it didn't sound. It never sounded real to me. You see, I, I and I was not gonna accept that. I don't care what what uh, um what uh, um thing I was gonna be when I was Muslim. I wasn't gonna accept the Christ story. I don't care how Doctor York and and, and, and even Elijah Muhammad and Farrakhan, they tried to make make the story more, you know, palatable. They tried to make the story more digestible. No, I'm sorry, you, you know, you, you can't, I, you can't, I can't digest that. No, no, thank you. And my children and my people will not be digesting the Jesus Christ story. No, thank you. We're not digesting. Uh, we're not digesting a bunch of fairy tales, and I mean that literally. We're not digesting no damn fairy tales from the white man, no no LGBT fairy tale of Christ. You see, no thank you. He damn sure couldn't have been one of ours because ain't no way you gonna tell me a so-called black man because you niggas say Christ is a black man. You're not gonna tell me a so-called black man is walking around all for thirty years and he and he and, and he got all these powers and all this stuff that's under God. He don't want no woman. He don't want no sex with no woman. He ain't got no children, nothing. He's just walking around. All he want to do is perform miracles, little magic tricks, and walk on water and turn water into wine, all this silly stuff that y'all claim, and, and, and hang out with a bunch of guys. He ain't got no woman. He ain't got no woman to rub his back, rub his feet, you know, among other things. He ain't got no woman for none of that. You see? No, thank you. That ain't that ain't that ain't that ain't that ain't never gonna be no the story of no nigga. I'm sorry, that ain't never unless he a homo, unless he a homosexual, a homosexual. That ain't gonna never be the story of no nigga. Cause a man, a black, so called bronze man, so called black, he gonna have a woman. He gonna have several women if he could get his hands on it. So that story don't even that story don't even hit hit as true to me. It don't hit as real to me. Stick with the real Messiah. You see. We're going to stick with the real messenger of Amun, the real Messiah, and we're going to get into him when we come back.
question. Why would a Christ have to make, why would a God, a son of man on earth, why would he have to make a second coming on earth? Did the first coming fail? Why would he have to make a second coming? Why would he grow up and be, you know, and, and at 32 years old, get hung on a cross as a sacrifice for the world, right? Whether you call it Israelites, it was a sacrifice so that their sins were cleared, that he had to go and go on a cross and get hung on a cross and all this other stuff, right? Why would that even have to happen? And why would there be a second coming of this man going through that again? Why? Why? You know, I, I don't. I just, you know, I, I look for explanations to everything. If you're going to tell me something, I look for the explanation. I'm, I'm, I'm into reality. I'm sorry. That's going to bother a lot of people who are in these doctrines. You're going to find out a lot of these people who are Pan Africans. Uh, these matter of fact, all these people who are Pan Africans, Muslims, Christians, Israelites, uh, whatever the hell they call themselves, Seven Day Adventists, Moors, all of these Negroes that are into these doctrines. It's African nonsense, back that tribal ancestral nonsense. All the people that's into these 20th century doctrines and going back to dogmas and going back, one of the things you're going to find that they hate, they absolutely can't stand, is that someone asks them a real question about their beliefs. You're going to find that they're going to absolutely hate you. They will become agitated. They will become angry, embittered, all that, and they will focus that energy on anyone who asks them real questions concerning their doctrine. And they will eventually fold their arms up and say, well, hey, if you don't believe it, you ain't in the spirit, then I guess you don't believe it because you ain't in the spirit. No, I want something to make sense. I want something that logically makes sense that you're telling me. And what you're saying to me, according to the story, does not make sense. And if you're telling me I should believe in this, then you have to make it make sense to me. You have to make it real to me. If I ask questions, you should be able to answer it. You shouldn't get frustrated if I don't uh, uh, acknowledge your responses to your which your explanation as reality based on logical and rational thinking. Because I'm going to ask questions now. If they against that, that lets you know that what they believe in is flimsy. What they stand on is flimsy and weak. You see. That's that's why they that's why they wanted to be all based in belief and the spirit. So you got to be in the spirit, brother. Meaning you got to be, uh, uh, you got to basically shut off your thinking. You got to stop thinking, and you got to be in the spirit, aka you got to be in in that in that cult like spirit. Because they they so quick to call everybody a cult, cult, cult. You Israelites, you so quick to call it by a cult, but you niggas ain't a cult. All the religion is a cult. They so quick to tell everybody you in a cult. But all the religion is a cult. The Catholic Church is a cult. The so-called Jews, and they, they think is a cult. The Christians are a cult. All of y'all are cults. The Muslims are a cult. All of it is cult. You see? That's all a cult. Why? Because it's based on culture, on cultural beliefs. They're based on cultural beliefs. That's what makes them a cult. Again, they can't never say that the Republican intellect is a cult because we don't believe in cultural beliefs. We don't believe in anything. We deal with logic and rational thinking, that which makes sense. We base our foundation of, you know, of uh, um, transmission on logical and rational thinking. In other words, if it's not based in logical and rational thought, 
then we don't deal with it at all. We don't accept it as real. We deal with reality. See, cults, they deal with fantasy. We over here as an intelligence movement, we deal with reality. And the act and the and the uh, and the um equivalent equivalent or the uh, acqu- excuse me the acquisition of intelligence, logical and rational thinking as an intelligence community, we deal with reality. Which with the things that make sense, logical and rational sense, that's real. Because you like I said, you so called religious people, when nobody believes your stories, you run right to lot you try to run to logical and rational thinking to back up your stories. Until somebody asks you the wrong question, something that's too logical and too rational for you to understand, and then you got to tell them, well, you ain't in the spirit because you don't believe. No, I'm not part of your fantasy world. No, thank you. I'm not part of your three-dimensional fantasy world. I'm part of the real world, that fourth-dimensional state of pure logic and rationale. We represent the fourth wall, man. Remember I told you in, in, in television and motion pictures they have what's known as the fourth wall? That fourth wall is considered the um, reality. Because that's where the camera is. The camera is facing, and the audience is facing the character, and the character is acting out things and a script. You got the left side, the right side, and you got front and center. And then that which is filming that image or, you know, projecting that image, that is the real space. That is the real space. The real people are there because we see this for what it is. We see the falsehood for what it is. You people who believe in this stuff, you part of the three-dimensional false wall. You're part of the characters, just like the characters of Jesus. You're just as fake and as phony as the characters that you believe in. You're just as fake and as phony as the characters you believe in because if you believe in fake and phony characters, if you believe in a bunch of biblical characters and all these made-up characters, if you believe in this stuff, then you're about as fake and as phony as they are. You're about as fake and as phony as they are. You see? Because real people are not going to believe in, uh, in things that are not real. They're not going to accept things that are not real. I don't care how much you try to sugarcoat it, butter it up, try to put whatever. Real people, real, logical, rational thinking people are not going to believe in false stories. False, they're going to recognize falsehood. But you people that's based in fantasy, you guys want to be on Fantasy Island where there's a Jesus with 12 disciples or 12 apostles and all this nonsense. Like I said, you believe that he coming back to save the world, and this person's coming back, and he's going to come in a spaceship with a hundred million uh, angels. This is what you, this is what you Israelites believe. Now you don't just believe in Jesus in the old and the, the New Testament. Excuse me, Jesus in the New Testament that got hung on the cross. You believe that Jesus in the Revelation is coming back with a hundred and fifty million uh, angels to fight the white man in a, in a battle with spaceships. You niggas are bugged out of your mind, man. Especially you GMS guys. You niggas are bugged out of your mind, man. You got the mind. You lie, and a lot of you black males, you got the minds of children when it comes to this God and devil thing, this religious thing, especially this Jesus thing. Y'all got the minds of children, man. The Messiah or the Son of Man, who they're falsely calling Christ in the book of Revelation. Now, that's a real motherfucker right there. That's a real motherfucker right there. That's a real one. Why do you know that's a real one? Because... Those are real times. These are real times we're going through right now. These are real times we're going through. So in real times that we're going through, you got to have a real person, right? 
You have to have a real person, not no character, a real fourth-dimensional person who can guide his people through this madness in this real world today, who's not a part of the things of this world today. You've got to have a real person because that son of man, that uh, figure that's spoken of in the book of Revelation, he ain't trying to hear none of that yet. He ain't trying to hear none of that from the churches. He ain't trying to hear that from the government, from society, from the people. He's just coming back, claiming his people, separating his people, and cursing out everybody in society, and cursing out all these degenerates in society, and claiming his people, raising the elected 144,000, and moving his people forward, and separating his people, and cursing these people out, and de- and, 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 um, and condemning these people as he's moving about. Who that sound like today? Who that sound like? Tell me who that sound like. Right? Who's who's gathering his people today and on the way up on, on a whole nother level of uh, of transmission, a whole nother level of uh, uh, teaching? Who's gathering his people, raising his people up, moving them forward, and separating his people and cursing these people out on the sidelines along the way? Who's doing that? It ain't you, it ain't none of you ain't, let me let me just give you a hint. It ain't none of you niggas in religion. It ain't none of y'all. Y'all done drunk the Kool-Aid already. You niggas talk about cult. Y'all all in a cult. Even you white people that's Christians, you in a cult. Your Christianity is a cult. Your church that you go to on Sunday is a part of a cult. Okay? Your religious beliefs all that's cult teachings, man. And it's meant to be cult teachings. The Catholic Church, all that's a cult, man. But they won't call it a cult because you know these people have a lot of power. The Vatican, all this other stuff. They they wanted the, they wanted the heads on the beast that was spoken of in the Revelation. You see. So that what happened in this damn time. That's happening in real time right now. The Son of Man is coming forward in this day and time, and how you know the Son of Man is because the Son of Man ain't gonna be with none of this. The Son of Man ain't gonna be with none of this. The Son of Man is going to stand on the foundation of the fourth dimension, which is law, order, logic, and rationale. Law, order, logic, and rationale. Do y'all hear me? Law, order, logic, and rationale. That's what the Son of Man is coming in. You see? That's what, you know, that's what we're dealing with. Law, order, logic, and rationale. So ain't nobody trying to get us to believe in nothing. Ain't nobody trying to get us to fall for the okie doke, uh, the banana in the tailpipe. We ain't drinking the Kool-Aid, and we ain't becoming part of no cult. See, they want us to become part of the damn cult. Well, that's why they, you know, if we believe in white Jesus, if we follow white Jesus, then they won't call you a cult. You see? But if you don't believe in white Jesus, then they're going to call you a cult. When in all actuality, these are the people that's in the cult. They a cult. You Israelites, you GMS guys, you in the cult, man. That's a cult. All you guys are in a, Israelites, Christians, Muslims, all you people are in a cult. You Pan-Africanists are all in a cult, man. All that's a cult. The Moors, all that's cult teachings, man. Why? Because it's based on past culture. Past culture that you know nothing about. Past culture that has nothing to do with you. You see? This is why our people are not moving forward. You see? This is why our people are not moving forward. Because they are caught in a bunch of little cults all over the place. They caught in a bunch of cults all over the place. You see? And the Son of Man 
he ain't bringing no cult forward. The son of man that's spoken of in the revelations coming forward, he ain't bringing forward no cult teachings. He ain't bringing forward no uh, talking about, hey, remember when I was here the last time with my 12 disciples? And I, them niggas was washing my feet. And, you know, I ain't had no woman. And I, I was, you know, no, no, that's not the son of man. That the son of man in Revelation is real. That Jesus Christ in the New Testament is false. The son of man that's spoken of in the Revelation is not Jesus Christ. That is a lie. That is a lie that the Catholic Church tells. Like I said, because they wanted to give validity. Because, see, they already knew that the book of Revelation was real. They knew that that was real, and they didn't write the book of Revelation. That's a lie. They added the book of Revelation. That was a real prophecy. That was a living prophecy of what would take place in these last days before the Bible will expire. That's why the book of Revelation is, is important because it is the last book in the Bible, and that Bible will expire as we are going through the book of Revelation. It will be no more. You see, so it was important to install their character of Jesus Christ in that in that uh, in those accounts. It was important for them to put that name. And and then, if you notice, read the story of Revelation. The name the, the name Jesus Christ. When you read the story of Revelation, it don't even go with the Revelation. It feel like somebody stuck something phony in there, like the name Jesus Christ, just so they can, you know, try to give the foundation of the Catholic Church and the Christian Church. Some 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 teeth, some foundation, because that's all it was really about. The only reason why the uh, Messiah, the Son of Man, or whatever, in that revelation is called Jesus Christ, is because the Catholic Church wanted to stay relevant in these last days. That's why they had to take their creation of Jesus Christ, that name, and put it on the Son of Man or the Messiah. That's why, because they wanted to stay relevant. You see. They knew that the revelation would be the close of that book. The revelation would be the close of that book, and they could always restart. They or they think they can restart things going forward by keeping that character of Jesus around. You see, keeping that character of Jesus around is how they feel they can keep their thing that they had going, which was the control of the people, the enslavement, the mental enslavement of the people going. They felt they can keep that going. By keeping the Christ figure alive, that's why Christ is, makes a second coming in the in the um, book of Revelation. This is why he makes a second coming. I'm like, um, why is usually if the is is the movie flops? Is there ever a sequel after a movie flops? You tell me. Is there a sequel after the movie after the movie flops? Well, according to your story, your Jesus Christ character he failed. He flopped. You see, he got his ass nailed on the cross, had all these, got, got got the shit beat out of him, got his ass nailed on the cross, yet he got all these powers. He got all these powers. He could walk on water. He could transfigure water into wine. But he ended up hung, hung up on the cross by a bunch of sodomites. Really? This is who you want me to follow. And, this, and he has power. He has power. This is who you want us to follow. He got power to he got power to turn over tables in churches and and and, 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 and turn water into wine and, and and walk on water. So he got powers like a superhero then. But yet he gets his ass hung up on the cross. And y'all celebrating him getting hung up on the cross, then he get killed for your sin. You celebrating that. 
And so, of course, he's got to make a second coming because, like I said, we already know when the, when the first when first movie come out and it flops, there's going to be a sequel, right? Wrong. Nigga, if you fail, what's the sense in you coming back with 100 million angels to turn this mother out? You going to, Christ going to turn this mother out with 100 million angels and some spaceships. You niggas are out of your goddamn mind. I want what you niggas are smoking. I want no, nah, I don't want nothing with you niggas smoking. I gotta, I gotta keep it real. I'm sorry, but you niggas must be smoking some real shit, you know, or whatever you drinking, whatever that wine you niggas drinking, that Mad Dog 2020, whatever you niggas are drinking, you need to cut that shit out. Whatever you drinking, smoking, whatever you inhaling, a hundred million angels with Christ and in the sequel to Christ, Christ Returns. You niggas are bugged out of your minds, man. And for some anybody that believes this bullshit, y'all need y'all really need to go lay on a white man's couch and get your head examined. Them niggas need to lay on a white man's couch and get your head examined. Because the son of man, like I said, the son of man did not come before. He's coming right now. Because the son of man had to be built up into this. He had to be raised up into this. You see? He had to go through this. And when I say this, I mean this human experience amongst these people. He had to be raised up in this, go through this, you see, in order to be successful at this. And what is this I'm talking about, the raising of the 144,000, the elect, the real elect, not you fake wannabe elects, you Israelites are talking about, yeah, I'm of the hopeful elect, I'm hopefully I'm of the elect. Well, if you believe what you're saying, then you should know you're of the elect. Why are you hoping? If you know what you're saying is righteous and real, then you should know you of the elect. But you know why you of the hopeful elect? Because you really don't know that what you're saying, whether what you're saying is true or not. And nine times, it's really deep down, y'all know that shit ain't real, what y'all talking about. Y'all know that's not real. You see, no, no, y'all know that's not real. Because how the hell y'all going to get on the Enumal Elish and the Gilgamesh epic and talk about how crazy that sounds? How you niggas get? How do you fix your mouth to get on the Enumal Illish and the Gilgamesh epic and all this other stuff, and, and get on and talk about how crazy it sounds and all that doctrine with all this and what Doctor York say? Y'all talking Doctor York sound crazy, but you niggas believe that your Christ is coming back in a spaceship with a hundred million angels. Uh, who, where y'all where y'all read that at from? That don't that's not crazy though, right? Y'all sipping on that scissor? Y'all smoking that dust? Well, man, your elders must have been sipping on that scissor and that dust, and especially when they came up with that bullshit 12 tribe sign where, oh, these are the Mexicans over here. These are the, uh, 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 these are the uh, uh, Hondurans or whatever you niggas say, making up shit as you go along. These are the Ishikarites. These are the, the Indians over here. These are the Mexicans over here. These are the Ecuadorian niggas. Stop. Stop. You niggas... I, I just, I just, you know, the depth of you niggas' lies and fairies as you go along. I, y'all, y'all not said the man, man. One of you guys, I, I, I'm gonna just get on you guys. You GMS Israelite guys, you might as make me laugh. I just gotta get on you. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get back into the Messiah. These niggas said, they said, yeah, 
Y'all still up here, and y'all was the king. They was dissing Martin Luther King. Yeah, y'all want to drink off the same water fountain with the white man to get AIDS and drink off the same water fountain or swim in the pool and get herpes and drink off this water fountain and get AIDS. Now, y'all, y'all was right in saying that and, calling the, and saying the white man was not nasty and disgusting and carried diseases. Okay. But then you turn around and say, yeah, we're going to have some white women in the kingdom. What? So wait a minute. Let me get this straight. The white man is disgusting. He's filth, and he got the only disease, but his woman don't, who he sleep with, who he came out of. She don't. That's what y'all want her. But he's disgusting. Okay. And with that, we got to take a break. Nah, we played that. We're going to play something else. We're going to play something else.
Now, I'm going to say this about the Christ story again. See, because the Christ story is really the reason why everybody reads the Bible. For the Jesus Christ story, you Christians, you Israelites, y'all don't really read for David and Joseph and all these different characters. I mean, y'all do. Y'all talk. But it's really the Christ thing that y'all inspired by. Y'all really inspired by the Christ story. But question, who was chronicling this person's history? Because I want to know where you find Jesus in Roman history, where you find him in the ancient Egyptian history. Because according to you, he lived in ancient Egypt until he was about 12, and then he disappeared. Who's chronicling this guy's life? Because they, they, they can record who his mother and father is all until he's 12 or 13 years old. Then his life is cut out. Then he show back up 20 years later at the age of 32, getting ready to die on the cross. What was the rest of his life? What did the rest of his life consist of? What the rest of his life consist of? Why is his life, why is 20 years of his life gone? Why wouldn't the people that were chronicling his life, why couldn't they chronicle that, that 20 years, that missing 20 years? Answer, because they ran out of stuff to say, like I said in the last time, they ran out of shit. You know? What was important was he was born, he, he, he was 12 years old. Again, all this is really symbolic of something. At 12, 13 years old, you know what I'm saying, his story cut out, and then he peaked back up at 32 years old. This is all Masonic sounding, but for a minute, who's chronicling this person's story? And then he comes here. Somebody should have knew the story was funny when they said he died on the cross and he rose after three days and three nights. And he died on a Friday, but he was raised Sunday morning. That's not three days and three nights. Dr. York pointed that out years ago. So if that part of the story is shaky, because that's not three days and three nights, according to the story. So if that part of the story, that's the part that's supposed to be the most powerful when he died and was risen or risen up. That's the most powerful part. That's why you have Palm Sunday and you celebrate Sunday as the time Christ rose from the dead and whatnot. But the story don't add up. The time frame don't add up three days and three nights. Again, these are Masonic numbers, 33. These are all Masonic numbers and really... Uh, Luciferian slash satanic numbers 33 equals 6 You know what I'm saying? It equals 6 And that's what the beast was doing When he ca- he came and cast that Christ figure forward That false Christ image which he used to control The minds of the people which is really demonic man. That's why it attracts a whole That's why Christianity attracts a whole Bunch of demonic people because that Christ character is a magnet for demonic Energy man that Christ character is a magnet for demonic energy. Tell me I'm wrong. Because why do you have so many degenerate people that's following Christianity? Why do you have so many degenerate people that follow Christianity? What makes them attracted to Christianity? What makes them attracted to it? Somebody dying on a cross and, and being risen and whatnot, some mystery story. What you attracted to that? Something that don't even sound real. The time frame's not even real. But when you ask the Christians that, the Muslims that, the Israelites or whoever, they can't answer that. They can't answer that. So if you can't even answer questions to your own teachings and doctrine and your characters that you believe in, how do you expect me to accept it as real? I'm not going to accept it because it's not real. What we are going to focus on is the Son of Man, the Messiah, who is being raised, who's raised in this day and time. In these last days and times, that's the focus, man. Ain't no looking back, man. And ain't no Messiah coming in no damn spaceship with 100 million angels to fight the white man. You see? 
because you can't say that the so y'all was put in bondage for breaking the law and then expect your God to turn around and punish the people that and, and, that inflicted the, the uh, punishment on you. You know what that's like saying? That's like saying I robbed a bank and then I get put in jail by the correction officers, right? They put me in jail. The, the prison officer, the correction officer catch me and put me in jail and I go through hell while I'm in jail and whatnot. So then the Lord is going to punish, or, or the gov- I should say the government or the, or the, or the governor, they're going to punish the correction officers and punish the police for putting me in jail for breaking a crime. Does that even make any sense? If I broke the crime, I was right to get punished. If according to y'all, y'all broke God's law, that's why the white man was put over y'all and whatnot, and Jesus had to, you know, whatever. Wouldn't that make sense that I was punished? So why would Christ come back and destroy the white man if y'all claim that y'all, the white man was put over y'all because y'all broke the law? Then that y'all deserve that punishment. So why is the white man going to be destroyed if he only doing what God told him to do, which was to punish you for breaking the law? Does that even make sense? Tell me if that makes sense. Make that make sense to me. You see? That 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 that's what happens when emotion and anger and nonsensical thought get entangled. It just comes out into a bunch of foolish beliefs and things. That again, what that don't even make sense. The Son of Man is not coming in no spaceship to destroy the white man and whatnot, because the white man didn't really do nothing wrong. Our people did. We did we everything that happened to us, we did wrong. We trusted the beast. We trusted him, number one. The worst thing, we wanted to incorporate him. We wanted like like you Israelites still do. And see the Son of Man is coming back pointing out all of these things. The Son of Man is coming back blowing up the spot on everybody, including himself. The Son of Man is telling all, revealing all. That's what the real Son of Man is doing, real things, revealing all, bringing out fourth-dimensional knowledge, bringing out future knowledge. That's what the Son of Man is doing. Yeah, that's where all his energy going. His energy ain't into just coming back in a spaceship to destroy the white man. As if what that's, what that, if the white man was going, how is things going to be better? You really think it wouldn't be no more homosexuality on the planet if the white man was going? So many of you niggas done been indoctrinated into being faggots. You're going to take over where the white man left off. You're going to be bigger faggots than he was. You niggas are willing to bend over and grab your ankles for paper or just whatever. Think degeneracy and all this stuff that's going on going to stop the white man going? No, it's not. So why would a son of man come back and destroy the white man? No. The son of man is bringing righteousness to Go and go above and beyond that which is in charge of the society and establish a next law here in the image of Haman. And everybody who's not in alignment with that is going to be destroyed anyway. That's going to be by the hands of Haman, by the, by the ascendants. Because once a, a pathmatical law is set in place, once a pathmatical, that's what's happening, that's what we're going into right now, pathmatical law. And I'm going to break that down Sunday, which, by the way, I'm going to be, like I said, I'm going to be in Atlanta Sunday. I'm going to be in Atlanta Sunday. Um, let me read from this. I'm going to be in Atlanta Sunday at the uh, Hyatt, at the Hyatt Regency, Atlanta, uh, from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. Admission is $10. If you come without that flyer, the admission is $20. All right? If you come with the flyer, if you if you already cash app, or whatever the case may be, that's fine. All right? If you cash app, that's fine. 
uh, ROM dollar sign, was it ROM gatherings? All right, ROM gatherings dollar sign. I'll uh, read it again before we go. But that's that's the point I'm trying to make. That's the point I'm trying to make. The Son of Man is coming doing real things. The Son of Man ain't going up on no cross to get crucified or fighting the white man all this other nonsense. And, you know, because and, and you uh, Israelites are pissed off at how you got treated by the white man. So now now Christ got to uh, come back and destroy the white man because you mad that he got all the women, he got all the money, he got all the things that you want. So he got to be destroyed. He pushing homosexuality, you see, because like I said, you tell me a time where there was no homosexuality on the planet. It was always faggots on the planet as soon as the humans was created, you see. So get mad at your, get, get mad at your God for that if you claim that your God did that. Again, I'm going to be at the Hyatt Regency Sunday, July 11th. This Sunday, Hyatt Regency, Atlanta, 265 Peachtree Street. Northeast Atlanta, Georgia. Admission is ten dollars. Bring the flyer. If you come without a flyer, admission is twenty dollars. All right. If you already cash apped and whatnot, then that's fine. If you cash app, thank you. All right. If you cash apped already, ROM dollar sign, all that, you know. So keep that in mind. Um, yeah. Well, real things are going to be done. Real things are going to be done in the image of Amun. Real law and real order is going to be reestablished in the image of Amun, man, as it's supposed to be. Logical, rational law, and a lot of people ain't going to like it, especially so-called black people. So that's why I say, you know, that's really why when they talk about people being destroyed or whatever, that's going to happen because the law and the order is going to destroy them. Again, um, Cash App, Dollar Sign, ROM Gatherings, PayPal Me, ROM Gatherings. That's for the Bright World Order Conference, Sunday, July 11th. Sunday, July 11th, the Bright World Order Conference in Atlanta, Georgia, at the Hyatt Regency, Atlanta, 265 Peachtree Street, Northeast, Atlanta, Georgia, 30303. All right? Admission is $10. My people should have got flyers out to people in that area, so just come on out. Yes, you know, we'll have a nice time. And I'm going to be signing the Unlimited Epics, the Hurt Books and Things, and She Fly. I'm going to be signing those characters. All right? So as I said, the Son of Man is coming real, the Son of Man is coming raw, and the Son of Man is coming un- raw and uncut, man. Real, raw, and uncut. Real, raw, and uncut. That's how the Son of Man is coming. No nonsense, no foolishness, no beliefs, no more doctrines, no more philosophies, no more lies, no more beliefs. Only pure reality based on logical and rational sense. That's it. And a lot of people are going to be pissed off, you Israelites. You Christians, all you people are going to actually be anti-Messiahs. You're going to be anti-Messiahs. You Christians, Israelites, all you people of the book, of the so-called Bible, you people are going to be anti-Messiahs, man. Not anti-Christ. You niggas are pro-Christ, but you anti-Messiah. You anti-Messiah. You anti the messenger of Amen, man. Because, see, the messenger of Amen ain't coming playing your game. I'm, I seen you guys to my, oh, yeah, I like what new, you Israelites, I like what new been saying, but the true name is Yahweh. Look, nigga, you ain't going to get me to um, put your made-up name, your Yahweh name in to replace Amen. No, thank you. We ain't, you ain't going to use Mentelec to uh, re- replace, and de- but I like what Mentelec is saying, but I'm going to put uh, Yahweh, the hell with Yahweh and Yahweh Shah. The hell with that. Those are false names. And these gods, the beasts are false, just like they Jesus Christ, which are trying to put in blackface. The Son of Man is real because we're in real times right now. So let me go ahead and read these questions before we get out of here. 
who is the false Christ of the New Testament versus the real Messiah of Revelation? False Christ is a character creation of the Roman Catholic Church. There is no Jesus Christ. Never was, never will be. The real Messiah is the one who is coming from the fourth dimension, receiving his power directly from the arm and the ascendance of the fourth dimension. That's the real Messiah, the messenger of Amen is coming. And he's going to be blowing up these churches as far as, blow, you know, not blowing them up physically, but exposing them. The churches, the politics, all this, all the things of this world is phony in the three-dimensional realm are going to be exposed. Because we're in that time in that book of Revelation. And like I said, the lines are being uh, made right now where the elect are going to be and who are going to be the rejects. The elect are going to be the people of the future. The rejects are going to be the people of the past and still believing in these past false doctrines like Jesus Christ in the New Testament and the Old Testament and the Quran and you Pan-African niggas and all that Egyptology crap. All that's going out the window, man. Are, are, are they the same as Son of Man and Jesus? No, they're not. This Messiah is the real. The Son of Man is real. Jesus is not. Is Christ in the New Testament real? No, he's not. Character of the Catholic Church. Where did the character Christ come from? From the Greco-Roman God Jupiter and the Greek um, Greco-Roman God Jupiter and Zeus combined together is where Christ came from, which the Catholic Church brought into, you know, into prominence. Who is the real Messiah in the Book of Revelation? I'm gonna let y'all figure that out. And I'm gonna leave you with that. We're going to close out in the name of Amen, by the power of Amen, and Amen we trust, and Amen we thank, and Amen we continue forward forever. I am the intellectual Nibim Minkari. This has been Intellect Radio. I'll see you guys back here tomorrow night at 10. Good night.
what your life can truly be. Shining star for you to see, what your life.